0: hello hey how are you hey man good and you yeah, very good yeah sorry man i don't have any electricity so i, I had to oh see, <laughs> yeah 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 that's the oh, thing wow. in south africa loads sh- it's called load shedding oh, wow. so i was like oh my god i need to make a plan to charge this laptop so that i can do this oh. <laughs> so my my sincere apologies i uh, would like when <laughs> oh what, what is a danger that? now I, I was like oh, fuck's sake. <laughs>
1: oh wow that's funny you're the first guest in the dark yeah <laughs> it's
0: it, it's so hence hence the hello it's not my halloween get up it's actually just because there is literally, there is no electricity in the neighborhood wow it looks pretty cool though so, but, but <laughs> yeah man it just it hides it hides some of the bloodshot in that you know from, <laughs> from monday <laughs> that's what i need <laughs> yeah, yeah man yeah.
1: but thanks so much for having me man i really appreciate it no no problem yeah I, yeah D-Vo reached out and i thought oh, it'd be great to have you on the, the single coming out and then the, the album
0: the full ep um with uh i guess the core single which is uh black sun blues with that music video as well will, will yeah. be released on friday the fourth um, I was just having a, a chat to somebody about that earlier as well and just saying that that's that tune seems to be in retrospect it's kind of the, the the crux of the of the of the EP you know and of the work kind of where my mind was at with regard to how I'm writing and yeah. and uh, you know where I was at on you know as a guitar player you know there's all these little stamps that you find um, within that 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 realm you know which kind of they sort of put a date on yourself as an artist if that makes sense yeah, um, that's right. because you're like oh i remember what i was doing at that time like oh why did i why did i do that man you yeah.
1: know?
0: <laughs> and oh oh i forgot about that i should do that again you know yeah. so um yeah looking very looking very much forward to it yeah so has there been anything that you have written
1: in the past that you think oh geez you yeah, know well well life has changed a lot since then, you know, I shouldn't have wrote that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I do have, I do have those kind of oopsie moments um, <laughs> where I've heard, where I've heard demos and that back um, a while ago, a mate sent me a demo that I did when I was in, I was in high school, I think I was probably like 17 yeah. Yeah. Uh, of this track and I was like, Oh my God, this is the most embarrassing thing. But that said, um, it's important to like to start somewhere, you know. And I, I think, I think that process is is really important, and it, it does come with some pain, you know. Yeah. It can come with, it can come with like uh, self reflection and looking in on it and going like, oh man, I should be able to do better than this. And and initial, you know, that initial challenge is you know of getting through. Um, you know working or, or listening back to work that you may feel isn't isn't your best i think it's really important because it does drive you you know it's either either you're going to decide yeah i want to make better and better music or it may be that you just you just don't get there and, and then maybe it's not the right thing mm-hmm. you know and i think it's like that with anything with any kind of endeavor that you take on um if you have a really if you're really passionate about whatever the thing is that's driving you then you'll keep doing it, you know. Um, so, but I mean, it's a long-winded way of me saying, yeah, I, de- I definitely have some shit music <laughs> out, out there somewhere, <laughs> you know. and I'm like, yeah, let's 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 not release that. Let's let's re, yeah. you know. In 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 my later career, so in the last like let's say five five or between like maybe five years, I don't really have anything that I go that I'm like, ah, oh, that's that's bad. It's maybe just that. Um, oh, there's so many inf- there's so many variables that have gone on, you know, over the over time that attribute to how a song or a record is made. And um, there is actually a tune called "Let It Go," which is kind of like a slow bluesy, grungy um, track that I did in the, before I even conceptualized what I would be doing now. Um, it's probably like a good five years ago. Okay. I put, this tune, I put this tune together and we went and did a demo and we did actually release it as a part of a band that I was in at the time called Black Harbor. We did release it, um, but it wasn't finished. I knew it wasn't finished. I knew that there was something there and it, it just didn't, it didn't uh, you know, it didn't reach that point when I said, okay, cool. This, this tune is done, yep. you know, and, and so I revisited it and I actually re-recorded it and I'm really happy with the way it came out. Awesome. And listening back now, there's, there still are some things that I might, might change, but that's that's got more to do with taste rather than with, you know, the presentation or the delivery of um, the recorded tune. Because
1: mm.
0: yeah, you write all the music and lyrics, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that's kind of been a... I mean, in, in bands that I've played in in the past, there've, there's been a lot more uh sort of equally weighted um musical direction but but i think and and i've been asked this question as well like why why the solo thing why why do you go under like a solo name because essentially it is still a band you know i have i have permanent band mates um and and the, the the straightforward answer is because there is a lot of well there can be a lot of um you know, tension within the band realm if, if you know, somebody decides to leave the band because of family or work or, you know, especially as a, as a youngster, when you start a band and you're 20 years old or younger, uh, life happens, you know. I'm, I'm one of the, the few, maybe, you know, a handful of musicians who I kind of grew up with and we cut our teeth with Who are still doing this full time, you know, a lot of guys, Aren't anymore, you know. Their, their lives took them on another path, and I think that's the reason why is because I know that I can drive it, and I I have a a pretty clear route. And I, I think to answer your you know to answer the question more directly, that kind of is the is the 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 crux of why I um, I write the lyrics and I write the music because I know that it's it's got a direction, and I'm prepared to have people work with me, but um, I'm not really prepared to let go of the reins just yet, you know, because yeah. uh, it, it is very important that it, that it keeps going. Somebody's got to be that, that kind of driving force. And I, I guess I've just taken that on.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. They're talking about lyrics and everything. Um, so can you tell us a bit about the, the single that's coming out? The Black Sun Blues, Like the, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. story behind that song?
0: Black Sun Blues has got a lot to do with order and chaos um lots of paradox and um I think I think it's 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 really about um being able to understand what chaos is and what order is in many different forms you know and if, I mean if you kind of go through the lyrics in that sense you'll you'll see it quite quite plainly you know the, of like good and evil and love and hate and uh and all of these kind of, um you know these are uh, archetypical ideas of of the push and pull and um i think that it's healthy it's it's a healthy balance it's a I, I like to describe it as a tightrope you know and this this tightrope walk a lot of my music i think lyrically has to do with growth um where here in particular it's more of a commentary on on what that order and chaos is, and uh, you know what it what it might be to the individual. It means something to me, of course, but as a listener, or putting it forward to a listener, I'm pretty sure it's going to take on its own its own life, and that's sort of the point. Yeah. You know that that's uh, l- lyrics have always been dear to me in that sense. Um, that I I like to. There's something that I'm trying to portray most definitely, but usually it's got more to do with painting a kind of start point of the canvas and then allowing the audience to just fill in whatever they want to, you know, that's more important to me as opposed to like driving home a very particular message, you know, like uh, if you think of bands that are very like politically motivated or, you know, come from a certain kind of uh, like style or genre where they have like a very uh specific motive behind the lyric you know I've never I've never really done that it's to me it's more about art you know
1: yeah.
0: it's it's more about expression and and catharsis and uh, you know being in the in the the abyss somewhere you know yeah. and like and getting that kind of thing you know uh, out of my system I suppose yeah I sound like such a nerd now man but I'm <laughs> like'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm a massive, a massive classical fan, particularly of Beethoven's, um, of Beethoven's writing, and even more specifically of the piano sonatas. Okay. Good. Of course,
1: the
0: of course the symphonies, you know, in in, but there's there's something there's something in in, in music without lyrics um, that's not really, you know, opera. I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as putting it into um, the operatic realm because it's obviously you know, and it's it's yeah. very much storytelling yeah. where classical music, um, in terms of symphonies and, and even very modern classical music, like if you think of um, writers like Hans Zimmer and uh, and John Williams, mm. you know, those those kind of artists uh, or composers are able to tell stories without lyrics, yeah. which I find which I find you know really um, impressive and and, and that takes a lot of. That takes a lot of insight into music itself, you know, and leading somebody on a journey without actually having words, you know, which is a whole other. So, yeah. have you ever studied
1: classical guitar? Uh,
0: I wouldn't go as far as saying I studied classical guitar, but yes. Um, I've, I have did classical guitar in high school for like two or three years. Oh, yeah. um, and I, you know, I'd already been playing guitar for a few years when i started there i I think i probably already been playing guitar for like five or six years Uh, so i I definitely learned a lot from it but i think what i what i found like kind of frustrating is i had to start over in a in a certain sense like i couldn't read music so i had to start from like real basic um although i was i was pretty you know at that stage i was probably like 16 and i was i was relatively proficient on guitar you know i could play riffs and Couple of solos from my favorite bands, and you know what I mean. So then I'd been writing songs, so it kind of felt like I was starting again, yep. in a way, which was kind of frustrating. But that said, I had I had a German uh, guitar teacher who was quite um, quite intense, <laughs> like 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 pretty intense, you know. Yeah. So I had to work pretty hard at at these songs to. Uh, get them sounding right and you know the the technique is obviously completely different you know the your posture the way you the you know the chord voicings and all kinds of stuff so i think from that sense it was very it was very beneficial and i use it i use that kind of um approach to guitar way more now although you wouldn't necessarily say so because uh, again of the presentation within like a blues rock grunge kind of we were like, there's no classical music in this, but it's not so much that it's classically based as as much as it is the way that I choose chords and how to voice chords and like often with electric guitar, I um I get rid of the pick and I'll use and I'll use like a kind of finger style, okay. having the, the sort of rhythm notes and then like a kind of melody or yeah. what's a better word for that like an ostinato you might say underneath. Is, is like a, a better word for that, I guess, and uh, and that definitely comes from like a classical tradition or folk, at least a, if it's not classical, maybe like a folk um, and blues kind of style, you know, but definitely the way that the chords are voiced and the chord selections, you know, the blues, you might, you might choose specifics like your seventh chords, yeah. you know, Maybe like a minor seven, but the dominant seven is going to be there when in classical music the dominant seven is used very differently mm. you know um, to how it's used in in the blues you know yes, um, sure. so I might I might choose I'd like something I really dig was like tense that that kind of notion so you have like the low bass note and and the third you know either the minor or the major third but the one the octave up you know yeah. Yeah. which is um there's something about that voicing of just the bass note and that and that and that uh, and that harmony on it that sonically works for me you know it works with the in the sense that there's only one guitar player i'm you know i'm the sole guitar player in the band yeah. with bass and drums mm-hmm. so i have both you know at the same time i've got a lot of room for um for the guitar because you know we're not there's no there's not like two guitar players trying to trying to make it happen at the same time. But then on the, on the other sense, it's like also trying to fill that space up. You know, sometimes you do need to figure out a way to like beef it up a bit. And um, so uh, I think in that sense, yeah, the classical the classical uh, approach maybe just helped me think about music differently.
1: Yeah, I mean, but like you're saying before, like when you first start classical, it is like going back to the start again, because I've said this a few times on the podcast, it really is, two different instruments like you know your normal guitar and then classical it's it's got so many different um techniques to it it's like yeah, um, yeah like you're saying with the different postures and fingers everything it's so like, yeah it's not an easy thing to pick it's up it's a different it's a
0: different a different world man and and um i think that's what i find so inspiring about the guitar all the time is that like we will be students of this instrument forever you know like you yeah. you, you the guitar will always win Oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter how hard. It doesn't matter like how hard you practice. You can practice like and be the world's best of the best of the best. Like the govins and yeah. Joe masters and Tosin Abasi's and you name it. You know, those those guys. The guitar is still winning. You know, even though those dudes are are like the most incredible players. You know, um so and I think that's what keeps us. That's definitely what that's a big driver is what keeps me coming back is just learning about the instrument all the time
1: so who are, who are some of your main influences
0: I, I definitely think some of the some of those sort of electric blues cats come to mind yep. um but my my early my earlier influences on guitar i, I think i think the first time i really caught on to the guitar itself was probably clapton Yep. I'm talking to when I was a kid, I must have been like five or six. I only started playing guitar much later, though. Yeah. Uh, I was like 11 or 12 when I started playing guitar, maybe a little younger. But um, those blues cats later on, like and the people that they influence, like Jimmy Page, um, one of my favorite guitar players. Yeah. Um, from the more metal kind of realm, I love, uh, I always love Kirk Hammett. Yeah. Wild pedal and everything, you know. I, I just, I just dig that so much. Yeah. And then um, guys like Joe Bonamassa. I really love Gary Clark Jr. He's also somebody that's been like very influential in the way I play guitar. Mm. Um, and then um, a lot of rhythm guitar players. Funny enough, um, I dig, I dig Chris Cornell as a guitar player. Um, obviously, as a, as a vocalist. Phenomenal, but I really dig him as a as a guitar player, and um, guys from you know like '90s bands like I I really liked the uh, the way uh, Kurt Cobain played guitar, and uh, another South African guy actually Sean Morgan from a either like really big chuggy chords and and that kind of thing, you know. So I think with within a within like a sort of realm of guitar there's been a lot of influence on me from all different kinds of music you know from like metal um bands like sabbath you know uh tony Iommi is like has been like one of my favorite guitar players forever you know yeah. but definitely the blues guys and i think blues itself mm. um although it sounds obvious but like the blues guitar as a as an identity almost has been a massive influence on the way I play other styles. You know, there was something about learning blues and and just learning a, a lot about blues guitar, you know. So like anything from like BB King to Stevie Ray to, uh, to Albert King, um, Buddy Guy. Buddy Guy is one of my favorite guitar players. Also a great singer, songwriter, you know. Um, but those blues cats and like kind of studying them um, it even took me like further back into the sort of early, early stuff like uh, Robert Johnson comes up a lot as a blues guy, but I almost feel like it's cliche these days to be like Robert Johnson. I don't know, man. Um, I don't think you can deny it as a, as a blues guy because he's like kind of at the forebears of the, of the style. But, um, you know. Um, other like kind of early jazzy blues guys like Wes Montgomery. I've listened to a lot of Wes Montgomery and I'm not really a jazz cat, to be honest. Um, Never really did the thing for me, but Wes had this like dirty kind of bluesy approach to it, you know, which I was like, oh, that's that. That is that is something else, you know. Yeah, 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 absolutely, man. Mm -hmm. But also this like sort of uh, for jazz, quite a dirty tone. You know, not quite, not quite overdriven, but 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 near. You know, like it almost wanted to go there, which is kind of why I think I, I prefer that kind of thing. Yeah. And um, and then I've even been influenced, I suppose, by um, a couple of like gypsy jazz artists, uh, Django Reinhardt, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, I've I, I I mean I haven't studied that, you know, but I've gotten into it enough to. Kind of appreciate it and look and again you know just a lot of different kind of musical um, influences that i think are really are really helpful in in the way that you think about the instrument you know yeah. and um I'm, i may not i may never go so far as to have something like that be obvious in uh in the way i play guitar um but i think i, I definitely think all of those things have shaped um, the way I think about music and and obviously the guitar in in turn.
1: Now yeah, now yeah, just going
0: back sorry to
1: the, the EP again. <laughs> um, mm.
0: I always spoke about the black. Song. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> forgot, I forgot about that. <laughs>
1: um, so how many songs are on the EP? Uh,
0: there are five songs on the EP. Oh, okay, yeah. um, and but it, it's it's quite long though. It's about thirty odd minutes. Okay, I'd say okay. just shy of, just shy of thirty minutes. So it's um, so it's pretty it's pretty long. I mean, there's some albums that are kind of like that that length, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, full-length albums. Yeah, exactly. So it's 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 up there. Two additional tracks, one called "Let It Go," which I mentioned, um, and another one called "Blood and Bones," which are part of what I was talking about having like the the sort of classical guitar, harmony, melody thing. that, That song like kind of uses that like exactly as I was. All right. um describing it you know or what i was thinking about when i was oh. telling you about it so oh cool yeah keen for you to check it out
1: yeah it's right yeah i have to keep that in mind now when i listen to it
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah absolutely
1: yeah so what's the plan after the release have you got like some tour dates and or some gigs around
0: between now and you know kind of the end of of the year we're pretty busy and um I stay, you know, it's, it's obviously summer here as well. So we, we're pretty busy from from that sense, mm. um, leading into the end of the year and like the festive season. Um, and then I've just been I've just started getting together the uh, kind of rollout and timeline schedule for uh, for 2023. There's going to be a fair amount of, of local touring and um, I do want to do some some international tour dates as well. Um, however, I don't, I don't think I don't think this year we'll have a full international tour. Mm. Um, I've, I put off I put off Europe for like two years because of COVID. And it's just it's just uh, it needs a bit of time to just uh, kind of take stock and, and like reassess. And obviously, with these kind of releases, I've also seen my career going in a slightly different way, and um, so now I'm just working at that and making sure that uh, I I kind of build in the in the direction that I that uh, I want to go. Um, but with that being said, uh, I think there'll, there'll probably be like two or three kind of isolated international touring dates um, to the UK and Europe, which I'm which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, but cool. uh, 2024, most definitely. So we're thinking there already, which is which is cool. It's nice to have some yeah. some structure and some some direction. Yeah. You know, after this pandemic and all this, you know, all this COVID and not knowing, you know, and the, yeah. I mean these things do take they, they do take a lot of work, you know, oh, yeah. planning festivals and tour schedules and that. Um, you know, the admin that goes into into being on the road for two months. Um, Especially abroad is is it's mental, you know, to get everything together. So um, yeah, I'm probably looking at that for for 2024. But like I said, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, <clears throat> local local touring um, up and down South Africa. Yeah, most definitely.
1: Yeah. Now I mean, I feel for these promoters that organise these big you know, over the last probably year. I'd say so, you know, thinking things are slowly get back to normal, and then all of a sudden just gets cancelled. You know, it's It's a lot of work. It's
0: man. People that have been busy. We we just played a festival this weekend. And uh, there was actually a terrorism scare here in Johannesburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no. Um so there were this this past weekend there was a lot going on. Being Halloween and there's a lot of Oktoberfest. That that seems to be a thing in South Africa, or at least I I've seen it over the last like ten years a lot of like beer fest, October fest kind of things at the end of October. And then obviously Halloween. So there's a lot of events happening on this weekend. And there was this like terrorism scare where there was some U.S. source that supposedly uh, had intelligence about a a terrorist threat that was, you know, um, looming over the Sandton, Johannesburg area. And uh, I think that affected a lot of turnout, man, yeah, yeah, um, sure. to some events, because like, and I spoke to this, um, I spoke to a promoter and like he had a lot of that did well with ticket sales, but like the actual attendance mm. uh, didn't reflect the ticket sales, you know, yep. and uh, obviously we can, we can, we might attribute that directly to, you know, people's mindset. So these things, these oh, things yeah. are all weird man so you have you you know you have safety and then you had pandemics and it's like it's you just want some like just can we just do something solid man for like yeah. the next you know like
1: right. I know what you mean it's, yeah. so,
0: it's getting so boring man
1: yeah, yeah exactly I mean I think things here now are pretty much nearly back to normal I mean I noticed when we first started getting back to the gigs yeah people were too scared to go out even now you know, the yeah there was and everything but people just still be wary about it and um yeah you know, now i think there was talk about another covid variant around but hopefully nothing's going to be a lockdown or anything but
0: yeah yeah
1: still worried about it though
0: yeah absolutely man and it, uh everybody everybody sort of takes the information differently you know me as a a working musician i want to go to the gig you know <laughs> yeah. uh if uh, if five people rock up to the gig, then you know I'm gonna I'm gonna give those people the best fucking show that I possibly can. You know, because that's that's what I do. I don't, I, I, you know, that's the stance that I take. But I know that other people are like, oh man, I, 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 we can't go out because this thing might happen or that thing might happen. Like I get it. You know, it's each to their own. But uh, yeah, yeah, it funny. is frustrating because like you kind of want to see the glass half full um some people are less adverse to taking risks i suppose you yeah, know. yeah. Oh, um, yeah. No, no for in my case no brain no pain i guess so i'm just like oh well <laughs> we'll,
1: see.
0: <laughs> we'll see what happens <laughs> <laughs> no that's for me for sure <laughs> yeah. yeah No, that's great so
1: um no i wish you all the best with the you know the single coming out and
0: on uh, metal yeah. injection okay. which i'm i'm super excited about you know it's pretty big um, so I'm really glad that they um, accepted our pitch, you know, <laughs> to pr- to premiere the. I mean, it's a pretty, it's it's a really well established uh, uh, media house in in the metal, you know, music community. And what I think is really cool about it as well is it definitely puts a feather in in my cap, because um, the song isn't actually it's not metal, you know. Yeah. But I think they, I think they also, I think they've been able to understand that the blues is kind of the backbone of what metal yeah, is, yeah. you know, at least and it's in it, at least if you think of bands like Zeppelin and Sabbath, Sabbath is a great one, you know. Yeah. So I think from that, I think from that perspective, you know, that's kind of, that's Sabbath is why I'm wearing this, you know, because of uh, yeah. yeah. like just I just like yes, I want I want that, you know. Yeah. And then just this like this vibe, but there's definitely the underneath, you know, in a in a lot of Sabbaths. So,
1: yeah, for sure. But yeah,
0: I'm really I'm re- I'm really excited to um, to have the video released and to uh, I mean it's been a super positive response so far for for everything, you know. Um, yeah. So I'm just I'm just going through the motions and just going on the ride.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully you get um, yeah, power back on and you can enjoy the.
0: <laughs> <everything. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they even give us schedules now, man. You know. Really. But when the yeah, 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 when the power is going to be on and when it's going to be off. Oh wow. It's like we, we. It's like we live. People used to joke like oh, in South Africa. You know, do you do lions like run around in your neighbourhood and. Like, no, but now I'm like, yeah, now I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are in the jungle, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the deep jungle. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's actually a,
1: a selected, like, um, yeah, yeah man, going it's a thing.
0: Jeez. It's a thing. Like it's, it's so bad. Like that. And I, I've heard about other countries having to do it because of like, we, you know, the politics and, and whatever, I, I don't, I don't know if this is the right platform for politics, but, um, <laughs> In South Africa, like the yeah, yeah, man, like the power stations that are under so much pressure mm. because of like poor maintenance and that over like the last I don't know, thirty thirty odd years. So um it's power grids can't actually handle the you know, the amount of consumption uh on a day to day. And so they have implemented schedules. So like you you can go on an app and you can check it out. It's not even designed by the government, it's like an independent <laughs> that's a uh, it's like an independent app that tells you you have no power from this time to that time. So,
1: wow, that's crazy, you better. Man.
0: It's fucking crazy, man. It is. It is but, crazy.
1: Is it, is it mainly at night time, though, that they do that? No, man.
0: They'll switch your power off in the middle of the day 12 till 2, no, no problem.
1: Please.
0: <laughs> never heard of that before. It very interesting times that we live in, man. Very interesting. For sure. (laughs) Oh,
1: I hope we'll we'll see you down here one day.
0: Oh man, I'd love to. I'd love to visit Australia. Like it's been on the it's been on the bucket list forever, man. I would love to go to Australia. Um, There's 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 also so many cool bands from Australia that like I didn't realize were Australian. I, I saw I saw a phenomenal band who I really got into. They actually came to South Africa once, called Carnival. I don't know if you've checked them out before.
1: I've heard of them. I can't remember, yeah, where they're from. I mean,
0: man, yeah. So they're Aussies, and um, I always thought they were from the UK for some reason, and then I discovered they were Australian. And they they came to they came to Johannesburg once uh, a few years ago. Mind blowing, like a phenomenal band, you know. And I uh, started discovering, <coughs> excuse me, a whole a whole bunch of bands like. From Australia that are in a similar kind of style, like Parkway Drive. Yep. Um, I think Dead Letter Circus is also Australian. And um, these kind of progressive bands, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, so there's obviously, and I mean, uh, there's so many other examples, you know. You can go way back, you can talk about ACDC as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: that's right. Um,
0: all the classics. But there's so many. Yeah, all the classics, yeah. That's kind of more my style, anyway. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. awesome. All man.
1: Right, well, thanks very much for this. I really appreciate it, and yeah, good luck for yeah, the you. EP And uh, thank you. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely catch up again soon.
0: Thank you so much, Adam. No I worries. really appreciate it. All right, man.
1: Thank you, so Cheers you,
0: Take right, care. Bye bye.